Yeah, okay, we talking about that real life that feels like a still life, still chasing thrills and dollar bills and living for the feels. This, that, life unplugged from nice unhugs, no arms to bed like python shrugs, at least the lights on, huh? Not good enough, pushing for the better than, push away the cloudy skies, meet me out in Neverland, treat it like communion, do this in remembrance, that life is just a work of art, I feel like I'm remembering. Welcome to the Life Unplugged Podcast, your premier interview podcast where we tell the story behind the success. I'm your host, Jeremy. And before we get into today's episode, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow me at Life Unplugged underscore podcast and on Twitter at Life Unplugged underscore one. Of course, head over to YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe, and of course, click the notification bell so you can get updated anytime we drop new content. We have a special episode today. We have actress, comedian, rapper, singer, social media influencer, and content creator. You might know her as I am Tiffany, Tiffany Latrice. Tiffany, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. How are you this evening? Thank you for having me. I'm great. How are you? Now that we got all of our technical difficulties out of the way. Yes. It's, I'm glad to have you here. I really appreciate you taking the time to come out this evening and just sit down and we just have a conversation and just see what you have going on. That sounds great to me. Tiffany. Before we get started, I ask all my guests the same question. We can't even go any further until you answer this question. Okay. Okay. Tell the audience something that people would be surprised to know about you. Mm. So people would be surprised to know that I am a, well, I was a trained ballerina. So let's get a little background on that. Okay. Trained ballerina. Did you start as like. Like, was this five years ago or was this like, you know, when you were like a little girl? Like five years ago, I was 29. <laughs> um, no. Um, this was, so I, um, my parents put me in a performing arts school when I was 12. Um, I had to audition um, and I went there all the way through high school. Um, and so part of our curriculum was we did our regular academics and then we also had dance, theater and vocal classes um me i took an interest in obviously i love theater but i also started doing dance um i started taking ballet every day um i got really close to my ballet instructor she was actually from spain and in eighth grade i got a full scholarship for a summer intensive at the dance theater of harlem so i got to live in new york for three months with like five other dancers and take ballet class every day in new york um so it was a great experience. I mean, now these bones not doing none of that no more. Right. <laughs> but I was like a serious, serious ballerina for years. Wow, that is amazing. Because mm-hmm. first of all, it's incredibly, you know, you need that's that's a that's a physical that type of dance is very physical. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's something that I think a lot of people would be surprised to know. And that's why yeah. I love asking that question because I've learned so many wonderful things about people. That, you know, you don't typically share because it's right. you know, it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. But it's a great right. thing for people to know about. It's just, so. just, just reminding me that I'm not as flexible as I used to be. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> reminding me that I'm old. You're, just so reminding, I'm you're like, oh, shoot, I used to be able to go on my tippy toes. Okay, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. So, Tiffany, you know, um, again, very excited to have you here to, to talk with you because, you know, first of all, you're hilarious. Thank okay. you. Um, but we're going to talk about all of that stuff, social media, all the reels that you put out, um, and they, they all are so funny. But, um, you know, let's let's start there. Like, what got you into 
comedy, acting, you know, all of this stuff. When did you start doing that? So, um, as I said, my parents put me in a performing arts school when I was 12. Um, my dad actually took me himself. Um, so I'm from Detroit, Michigan, um, but I grew up in Ohio, um, Toledo, Ohio. So I would always perform for my parents. I'm talking about like take, like whether it be a dance, I used to take my stuffed animals and make them rap battle. My dad has like old footage of that. And I would just come up with stuff off the top of my head. Um, when my church would have like um, like plays and fashion shows, I always wanted to be like the main character, everything. So from a young age, like, you know, it just, some kids just are like that. And my parents nurtured that, um, especially my dad. And he found out about a, a performing arts school opening near us. He was like, I'm taking you to audition. And I was nervous. I'm like, mm. but I got there. I killed that audition. In my life, from there, I was all about performing. Like, I'm like, I found my people. Um, I was in all the plays, all the musicals, all the talent shows. And I was just naturally a funny person. I was sometimes getting in trouble in class because I used to do impressions of all my teachers. Like, impressions. I would get in trouble at first. Right. It got to the point where I was doing it so well. Teachers would call me out of class. Like, so I'd be in science class. My social studies teacher would call me out of class to come to his class and do a pr- impression of him for his class. Um, oh, wow. So I went from getting in trouble to like my teachers having me come to their, pulling me out of class. Right. And kids would be like, how she get to get out of class? I'm like, because I'm funny. That's what <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just, it just was a natural thing for me. And like I said, thankfully, my parents, they nourished it. Instead of being like, sit your crazy ass up, yeah. they nourished it, put me in the performing arts school. And from there, I just took every opportunity to perform. I took it. Wow. So, yeah. Well, it shows um, in, you know, all the short reels, the, the, the reels, that's become like a popular thing now. And you Ooh. have many, many reels that you have been doing that are hilarious. And I have to ask, you know, where does the inspiration for these skits come from? So I just, I have a wild imagination, right? I've always been like that. And so the first one that really, really like went viral, it was on the shade room. It was like on all these different blogs, celebrities were reposting it. Was I did one back in January this year, actually, um, where it was about God going over my social media. Um, and that one just took off. And it's still, it's like hundreds of thousands of views. And I just, I literally just sit back and I just think of real life scenarios or I'll be telling jokes. I'm that family member that's always cracking jokes. Right. And so I'll just say stuff and people will be like, that's funny. Like, that would be a funny ass video. I'm like, wow. So I just take real life situations or things that everybody thinks about, I think. And I just decided to start recording myself in different wow. scenarios because I feel like it's become a trend now. I know, you know, to use other people's sound, which I've done as well. But I feel for me, it really showcases your creativity when you can come up with something from scratch. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's the difference. Yeah. To be exact, 256,000 views on God <laughs> reviewing your social media. Wow. That's now, funny. Now here, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a quiz you on your own reels. Do you know what the next highest one is? The next highest one is me planning or directing my own funeral that is the next highest one <laughs> yes <laughs> planning your next highest one uh do you know how many i don't know the number yeah so you actually have another one I th- they're they're pretty close in numbers 
that one and Diddy directed oh, yeah. the Diddy School. Diddy School is a hundred and you had a hundred and fifty six thousand on that one, and directing your own funeral is over one hundred fifty thousand as well. So wow. these are the, these are really big videos. That Did he actually posted that one? So yes, that was I, like- I saw that. I was and I saw when you had said that he 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 reposted that one. So that's that's great. You know that you come up. I'm with like, these- I made Diddy laugh. You made Diddy laugh, right? Like that's going we're on like, my resume. Yeah, that's going on my resume. Exactly because it's like, does Diddy laugh? Well, now we know and, he does, and it's a rich laugh. Yes. Like, yes. What? Yeah. Yeah, this this brother's been he's been rich for forty years. So he like right. does he smile? Yeah, I don't know. But exactly. you made him smile. So that's actually amazing. Um as a matter of fact, since we're talking about these reels, it's a little sooner than I was had planned on doing it, but since we talked about them, I already have them queued up. So let's just okay. listen so that people can know people who are not following you right now, mm-hmm. they need to go and they need to follow I am Tiffany Latrice for some of the funniest reels on on instagram right now okay so now like now for this one i did like that post i liked it if you go to the comments i literally said i said i'm not going to hell with y'all like i put the praying emoji and everything because i knew i'm like he wouldn't approve of this so i didn't i wasn't i wasn't you can go look at the comments i'm so over this working stuff at this point somebody teach me how to scan Okay, now so this one, you remember that day I had that horrible day where I know you know you made it happen. I remember you made it snow that day too. I was just, I'm not, obviously I'm not about to release. That was a lot. That was a little promiscuous in me. That one right there, you know, I was showing a lot. But I mean, I mean, and my body is my temple, but you, I'm promoting your art. You created this. Respectfully, I'm, I'm trying to show off what you did, you know. But I feel, I know, I get that. I see. That was a lot. Okay, but no, but that was literally just a caption. Devil in the blue dress is lyrics. You think I would call myself your op? Come on now, that was lyrics. Like devil in the blue dress. Not not the not the respectfully to God though. <laughs> Hilarious. So funny. This this was actually the very first reel that I saw of yours. I this is how I was introduced to you. But of course, the Diddy one and then you in the intake room was hilarious as well. So Yes. <laughs> so Let's get into this Diddy one real quick because this one I thought was very funny too. I'm excited. I want nothing but superstars. You're not trying to be a superstar. Get your ass on the bus and go home. It's not preschool no more. Y'all, playtime is over. Y'all fine. So, Jacob, you Simba. So, I'm that. I just can't wait to be kid. You gotta, you gotta feel like the first, you the first black lion on Pride Rock. They need to kneel about your feet. Yeah, Timothy, you his understudy. You over here talking about a potty break. You should be over here learning this choreography. Hope a homeboy get it cold. That's what you should be doing. We creating stars over here. If you're not trying to be a star, take your ass down the hallway to Miss Bethany's class. They doing Mary Had a Little Lamb. You can be a lamb. I need lions. I need lions over here. Hey, y'all keep talking about nap time. You think little Michael Jackson had nap time? Do you think Tito had nap time? I had my first hustle at six. Made my first million at seven. Y'all sport. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. They remember who you are. Hilarious. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm sure that made Diddy laugh because that made me laugh. And um, you know, the hat, the glasses, you talk talk about impersonating people. I mean, you really had Diddy down right there. Yeah. All I'm thinking about is funny. making a band. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yep. Yep. Diddy Daycare. So let me ask you this. When you you get prep, you get prep, how do you prep? So in 
improv is one of the things that I was like always really good at in school when I um, did theater. Um, coming up with situations off the top of my head. That's something my, I remember my theater teacher always worked with me on is being able to not only just read from a script, but just be thrown into a moment and be able to do something. So I don't really, I try to, like I'll set up my ring light, I'll get my little props, my outfit, whatever I'm wearing, and then I'll have the concept in my head and I'll just press record. Mm. And, you know, um, there's been a few times where obviously for technical reasons or for whatever, I might not like something, I'll have to reshoot something or whatever but for the most part i literally just turn my camera on and just go um that's just because i feel like when i sit and overthink it then it takes away the fun out of it it takes away the the authenticity of it so i my prep is really just thinking of a few points i want to make sure i make because you know they only give well i get 90 seconds now for real right so that's another challenge is i feel like being able to be creative and get all this in 90 or 60 seconds, that's a talent within itself, you know, but it's, it's, it's helpful because this is such a microwave generation. Like you got to get to the point, make them laugh quick. Nobody's watching five and 10 minute videos anymore. So um, I just sit down, think, what do I want to get? What points do I want to get across? Um, And yeah, just, just press record. That's it. Well, you do a phenomenal job with it. Let's let's go Thank to this you. last one here because I really and and I think that you made a good point too. It, it is re- very relatable. And he said nothing. He ain't told you whether you want up or down yet. Okay, so he not playing. Kind of think I'm cool for real because he fitted me for my wings. Right, so that got to be a good sign. Yeah, I think I'm cool, man. I think I'm good though. I think I'm good. You know, you have to do a little scan of my socials, make sure my background come back right. You know, I mean, he said I'm good, but it's like he gotta do that. That's you know, that's their procedure. So, and I got references too. So my granny been up here about two years, right? So, and they tight. I'm talking about her and Big G tight. So I know she put a good word in for me. Yeah, she probably was like, "Let my baby." In. <laughs> I can't wait to see her, man. I hope I see her. Hope I see her. Let me ask you this: Did you used to do the on Facebook, if you love God, put amen. Me either. I'm not the type of most happy. Listen, do you do you understand? Like this, this here is the most real thing that I think that every living, breathing person would be thinking. You know, if there's a heaven or hell, if like whatever you believe, if that's the situation, yeah. if we had to get in line and we had to start thinking, damn, what did I do when I was here? You know, so yes. it's, it's very relatable. Yes. And something else of interesting about that video is, um, which I did not expect the amount of messages that I got from people saying that, first of all, I was getting messages from like pastors saying, Thank you for, I specifically remember ministers saying, thank you for using your comedy to make this young generation think. Thank you for put, you know, using your comedy to make people think about, you know, God. And, and I'm like, that wasn't what I was, but, right. you know, I'm not against it. And then also people saying, um, I had a girl tell me my sister died two weeks ago. Wow. And this is the only thing that stopped me from crying was thinking that she's up in heaven doing this. Um, I lost somebody and this is, this has brought me out of my depression, like crazy messages. And I'm like, it wasn't my intention, but it's like, 
what a blessing it is to just be funny and not know that it's doing more for some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It absolutely is. And uh, that's actually a, ne- a nice segue to the next question that I have for you, because, you know, you are putting yourself out there. It feels great, I'm sure, to get these positive responses, but your face is out there. It's you that's doing it. And that also comes with the negative side as well. So, like, how do you deal with, you know, some of the negative comments that you may get from things that you post? And Honestly, and it's like, knock on wood, because I don't, I know it's going to come. Obviously, the bigger you get right, the more, you know, you're going to get the good and the bad. I really have gotten, like, a handful of negative comments on my videos. And it will just be somebody random saying, um, like, like on the heaven video, I think I might say, you guys laugh about this, but this is a real thing. And the Bible says, blah, blah. Okay. Stuff like that. Um, what other one there's, it's so far and few between that. I really can't even think of specific ones, but how I do handle it is I understand this is comedy. Everybody's, everybody doesn't have the same humor. Right. But if I and, and there's there's some videos, honestly, some of people's favorite videos that I was skeptical about posting because I'm like, I could offend somebody. And I have to think I'm like, I will never be great if I'm limiting my creativity because I'm scared of somebody getting offended. Right. There's nothing in this world that I can do that. Now, someone's going to be offended by anything I do. So. I just have to stay true to who I am. And if people don't like it, that's the beauty of unfollowing. Yes. You don't have to follow me. <laughs> You might still see me in your timeline right. if people repost. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't pay it much mind. No, that's good. And, and with that as well, because your face your face is out there, do, do, you mm-hmm. get, do you get recognized? Oh, my God. So that's crazy you said that. I do not think so. I'm like, okay, I got, like, barely $18,000. That's, like, who knows me? Man, I was in – this was in May. I went to Houston. I went to Houston for the weekend. I was on my way back to Atlanta. I was just sitting in the airport by myself. I was in one of those little massage chairs. I'm tired. I'm in the airport looking a mess. <laughs> this guy passes me, right? He passed me. Then he came back. He was like, and he's staring at me. I'm like, do I know you? <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, no, but you know how I know you. you I'm like, huh? What? Undercover cop. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, never thinking he knows me from Instagram, right? He's like, you're Tiffany from Instagram. I'm like, do I know you? He like, I follow you. I'm like, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, you lying. He's like, open your DM. No, he had me type his name in, go to his DM. He's like, I DM'd you like six months ago. <laughs> and he did. Wow. I was like, I was like, do you want me to go reply? I'm like, I'll go reply right, right. now in front of you. He's like, yes. <laughs> I put it on my story and everything. People were cracking up. Wow. I'm like, the fact that you, he's like, you're so funny and I love all your videos, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I look crazy right, right. now. But, thank you. Right. but yeah, just something like that. You would never. Right. I don't know, but it's social media. So I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like if I seen somebody out that I obviously watch their videos on social media, I would probably be like, hey, I follow you. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I but listen, mm-hmm. I got like 2000 followers. Ain't nobody recognizing me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not worried about that part. But I just, you know, just from a perspective of, you know, people eventually you're going to get bigger. You're going to have a hundred thousand followers and 200,000 followers. And there's going to be certain places that you're going to go that people are just going to recognize you. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, in, in those circumstances, you're in the airport, you're tired, but 
you know, just the idea of it, what was that feeling like for you that, you know, Hey, like from my videos or what I've been doing, I'm being recognized. Now you were also oh, recognized God. for something else too, but we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> um, it felt good. It felt good. Um, that was, that's a moment that stuck out in my mind. I was like, wow, um, I'm way in Houston and like somebody knows me and, but then I get messages every day of people just like, I love your videos. And when I, I'll like, heart somebody's message or i'll say thank you so much i appreciate this and they're like oh my god you responded and i'm like why wouldn't i respond <laughs> i'm like why wouldn't i respond or like i'll have conversations with people like, i can't believe you're still talking to me and i'm like who do y'all think i am but i get it i get i get that perspective but it's just crazy to me that people would think that because they follow me and i'm funny that you know I'm not just, I won't just have a normal conversation right. with them. So. Well, I'll say even, even as a, a interview podcaster, I'm always skeptical to reach out to people who, um, I won't say skeptical, but I just try to respect your schedule. I don't know what your schedule is. I don't know. Like you can right. be making a video while I'm trying to message you. And then I'm like, well, you didn't, you didn't message me back. You'd be like, man, bro, I was, I was recording 10 videos. So y'all can, you know, we can get these likes up or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I'm always skeptical. And I will say, I, I, I didn't think that you wouldn't reply, but sometimes there's people, they won't reply till weeks later because, because you do mm. get so many messages. It's not yeah. that you're not trying to reply. So when you reply, right. you're like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right, you're going to do it. So cool. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, I think any opportunity to just, um, I mean, everybody has a job. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody, you're creative yourself. So, I respect everybody's tussle. I respect everybody, what they're trying to do. And if I can take an hour out of my time, if I can to just, and I, you know, I just got over the flu too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but I'm like, you know, there, because there is going to get a point. And if, if things go as planned, right. there is going to get a point where I'm not going to have that time to just be like, yo, I just want to sit down and talk to somebody and just have a chill conversation there's going to be times I'm not going to be able to do these things. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, if I can make the time now, I'm going to make the time. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. definitely appreciate it. And I'm sure, you know, those people that you talk to, they appreciate it as well. Yeah. Now we'll stick with this theme of being recognized <laughs> and, <laughs> and going viral because back in 2011, you got a great opportunity being a part of the, the viewers choice awards and a part of the BET, you know, and you got a chance to present, an award mm -hmm. and yes. there was a little drama now this is 2011 this was like when viral was like if you went viral in 2011 you did something to go viral okay yes like you actually did yes. something so let's talk about that why don't you just talk about what that whole experience was like for you you're not the recap i know you did a live on it and, yes. and it's out there for people to watch but you know just some of the behind the scenes of what that experience yes. was like for you um, so it was, um, I won a contest to, um, be a part, uh, be flown out to the BET Awards and present the Viewer's Choice Award. Super excited about that. I had the ball. Um, they flew me out there. I got to go to the little radio. Um, I did like a bunch of different interviews at the like radio press, whatever the hell it was called. But I got to meet Kevin Hart. He was the host that year. I met Neo, all kinds of celebrities, right? Um, went the day of the awards got all dressed up had a rehearsal everything was fine they're like hey they were promoting this new tablet that came out um they're like hey we're all about this tablet you know this is where the winner's name is going to be read it's not the traditional little card blah 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 i'm like cool i got this like i'm cool right. met drake 
everything. Right. So, um, walked the red carpet. There's pictures of me on Google of, of the red carpet, everything. Had a great time. It's my time. Watch the awards in the audience, join all the performances. It's my time to go backstage. Terrence and Roxy are with me. Um, we walk out there. All I was supposed to do was just, you, you, there's the videos out there. Yeah. I read my little spiel. This is what we practiced. The winner's name pops up on the tablet. And the winner's name pops up and it's Chris Brown. So that's what I say. Right. And then there's a stage manager. You can even hear in the video, the stage manager saying, no, read it straight, read it straight. Telling me to read the teleprompter, right. which said Rihanna. Now, if you think back to this time, this is when Rihanna and Chris Brown broke up yep. and there was rumors of her dating Drake. Oh, yep. So it, 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 so that's that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> from there, it's a, all a blur. Yes. <laughs> it's a blur. Um, so yeah, I would, I woke up and was viral the next day. That's yeah, all I know. You, you were, you were legitimately viral. You were on the news. You were on yeah. the news. So yeah. this was like, again, when you went viral back then, you did something to go viral. And I mean, it was nice that like Kevin Hart and others came to your defense because it was, I mean, you, it wasn't your fault. I mean, clearly, clearly yeah. it, wasn't and it was, it was traumatic. And I literally have people to this day telling me, and now I wish I would have back then telling me back then. And people telling me now that I should have, I could have sued BT um, because when I say I was traumatized and I cried for days because if you go back and look, I had like 2,000 followers on Twitter. Mm -hmm. After that incident, I woke up, I had like 26,000 followers. Wow. And I was getting death threats from Chris Brown fans. Um, I was getting people calling me stupid, people calling me all kinds of names. Like, my face was everywhere. People were making memes of me. And even though this was over 10 years ago, still, that's when the internet was still, like, Twitter was still a big thing. And my face was everywhere. People were making memes of me. People were calling me names. And I was traumatized. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I got through that, I'm like, people have harmed themselves for yes, less. Do you know what I mean? Less. Like, if I didn't have a strong mental and my family around me to say, yo, this this was national TV. So if I didn't have my family around me and my friends to be like, yo, it's okay, I could have really went to the dark side because right. of that. Yeah. So, but well, I'm glad you didn't. And again, it, yeah. you know, it all worked. Everything I'm sure worked out for for the, the good for you. You you have a relationship with Nicki Minaj. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I've just been a fan of her since her mixtape days. Um. Back in who? This was before the BT Awards. She followed me on Twitter. Um. And then she would just tweet me every now and then or retweet me, and I'd be like, Oh my god. Right. Um. She had. She actually had a contest one year. Um, just like recreating one of her, her super bass video. I did that one. So I got um, backstage passes to her tour. Got to be backstage with her, take a picture with her, blah, blah, blah. That was my first interaction. Then after that, every time she came, this I was still living, I was living in Michigan at the time. Every time she came to Detroit, I would get to come to her show. She pulled me on stage. Um, and then in 2017, she randomly tweeted me and was like, want to go to the Billboard Awards? I'm wow. like, I'm like, she's playing. Her assistant DM me, flew me out to Vegas, me and my sister, and I was at the Billboard Awards with her, was backstage after her performance. Wow. I mean, it's just weird. She's just, and people are like, I don't get it. Like, what? I'm like, I've just always been genuine with her. And I was acting and doing all my stuff back then, but I never tried to force, like, oh, Nikki, you should. Yeah, right. 
it was always just me being a fan of hers, her, me treating her like a normal person. So she just always showed me love. Yeah. And she's a really sweet person. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. No, I saw I saw, you know, some of the pictures, you know, from you guys. I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. You know, uh, I mean, but it, it, it goes along with what you do anyway, you know, because you're you are in an inter- entertainment business yourself mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, it makes sense. You, you, I mean, you yourself seem like a very genuine person as well. Like we're all just people. Thank you. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're all just people, and um, you know, so that's great. And now I'm sure that shows. And people, especially people, famous people, celebrities, they want to be around normal people because they are. I'm sure right. they're around people that are so fake and that only want this yeah. for you know their celebrity or their money or whatever. So that's great. Yeah. Tell Nikki I say hi next time you talk to her. <laughs> So, <laughs> Jeremy says hi. Jeremy says hi. I definitely will. I definitely will. Now that we got that out of the way, I'm glad that you survived that situation. Yeah. Um, I know that that was traumatic for you, but you know those are the types of situations that make us stronger. All of the cliches, the things you know, I'm sure that you yeah. know. Is there any one lesson that you would say that you learned from that experience? Um, one lesson I learned from that experience is um. To just stay in tune with yourself, stay in tune with who you are. I think that's why, like you said, um, when you asked me earlier about how do I handle the negativity and the comments and things like that on social media, that situation, it really, I mean, it had to, I had to uptick thick skin. Um, And if I wasn't in tune with who I was and know, hey, Tiff, this is not your fault. You're great. You're amazing. They they picked you to do this for a reason. You did what you were supposed to do. If I wasn't in tune with me and let everybody else get in my head and make me think it was my fault, it would. I probably wouldn't even be doing. I wouldn't have the confidence to still be doing videos and stuff. So I think if you know who you are and you keep people around you who are real people, um then you could you can get through anything. Like I said, that situation could have been all bad for me. But you know, you I'm it. here. So Hey, if, when they got memes about you, I mean it's like I, you know what I felt? I'm like, you know what? You made it. I'm somebody. Yes. I somebody sent a somebody sent a gif. I think what it's called. That's what it's called. I, I forgot the word. This was years ago. We were texting and they were like saying that we were talking about and they were saying they were like shocked or something and they used my face from that moment but it was a gif i'm like you could type this in the iphone and if my face comes up they're like yeah you got to be kidding me yes. i'm like okay i made it <laughs> you made it but if you could type your face in the iphone you made it so congratulations yeah. you're here <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. so here's a question for you what's the key to longevity and what you're doing because you you you've been making these videos for a while like you didn't just start I yeah. mean, this has been consistently, and they've been consistently viewed at a high rate. So what, what is really the key to longevity? Honestly, for real, it is originality. It is originality. And I know that's so cliche, but it's true. I um, There's people out there who have more followers than me. There's people out there who are verified, all this and that. But my audience is my audience because they there's something in me that they like. You know what I mean? Um, it's original. That's why I said I try not to. Every now and then I will just if I'm lazy and don't want to, I will reuse a sound. But I still try to make it my own. You know what I mean? I don't do the typical trendy stuff everybody else does. But I think being original is always going to give you longevity because people see through fakeness. They see when you're just copying what somebody else is doing. 
So, um, and I always try to reinvent myself. Um, you know, like when I did the Heaven series, if you go back and see, look, I did a lot of those videos. I kept the storyline going. Yes. And people still to this day ask me, like, when are you going to bring that back? And I'm like, I'm going to keep switching it up for y'all because I want you to see other sides of me. You know, I don't ever want you to get bored with what I'm doing. Yeah. So um, being original and always being not being afraid to reinvent yourself. Those are the keys, I think. Yeah, you um, <clears throat> you you actually answered two two questions in one for me, you know, because I was going to you know talk about you know, how when reality TV first started, Survivor was like the most watched television television show. Big Brother was like mm-hmm. the most watched television television show. And uh, and then all of a sudden, one day, everyone had a, had a um, reality show. And then yeah. one day, everything was a reality show. Yeah. So it's almost been the same thing with social media. You know, in the beginning you know, to go viral, it was like an accident. Now people, now everyone wants to go viral. Now everyone wishes what happened to you would happen to them. Right. <laughs> they wish that, that they wish that. that right. Would people would kill for that moment now. And it, I'm like, it was yep. not fun. Exactly. So, you know, it's the, the question was just, you know, asking, I was going to ask you, you know, just about setting yourself apart. And I, I think that you answered it perfectly by just, you know, just being original and just being true to who you are. I kind of feel yeah. like, cause and I'll speak from a viewer's pers- perspective. What the reason that made the thing that made me reach out to you to say, Hey, would you like to, you know, come on to my podcast is that I feel like the person that I'm watching in those videos is the same person that I would meet if we were like out having drinks or if we were out, at the supermarket, you know, at the my hey, t- yeah. hey, it would be the same Tiffany, yeah. you know. So yeah. I think that other people feel that too. Your fan, the fans, the people that that support you and watch all your videos, they feel the same way that the person yeah. that they're looking at there is the same person that they would get when no when there's no cameras, when there's no people, when there's no one, you know, you're just hanging out at the yeah. cookout. That's the Tiffany yeah. you're gonna get. Yep, and I wanted it to stay that way, no matter what. And I know everybody says this, oh, I'm never gonna change, but me, I really do feel that way about myself. I want to always be that relatable girl you know i i would never let this industry whatever you call it um make me try to be something i'm not like i that's why another thing like people if people look at me and they're like oh so many people say i never expected you to be funny i've been following you for years and i you're pretty but i never knew you were funny and i'm just like dang that's crazy um i just want people to always that's why I'm not scared to like let y'all see me in a wig or dressed as a grandma or because I know I'm a beautiful girl, but I can show this ugly side of me because that's me, you know, like, and I think that's another thing people relate to is they don't feel intimidated by me. You know, right. I'm just being a normal person. That's it. So that yeah. makes it, I mean, that makes in so many aspects of life, it, it makes it easy to interact with people when people are just relatable and they're just down to earth. Um, so, yeah. and, and you have that. You, you have that. So, Thank you. Um, you know, I definitely wish you the best and that you continue to grow and do a lot of things. I got like a couple more questions for you and then we're going to wrap up. Time goes by fast when you're having a great conversation. So I know I won't keep you all night, but um, <clears throat> what's what's next for you? I am going to be on BMF season two, which comes out in January. Um, I don't have a main role. So I'm just a supporting actress. So you'll see me in a few episodes, just doing small things here and there. I'm like a bartender in one one episode. I'm somebody's girlfriend at the pool pool bar one episode. So it's just small. But I can say having the opportunity to be on a hit show like that, just to say to work on that with those actors has been amazing. 
Um, So that comes out in January. So you guys can look for me in a few episodes. Um, I was also in, nobody knows this, so this is an exclusive for you. Oh, wow. I'm ready. My, My followers don't even know this. If you're following, you know I love Michael B. Jordan. So I am in Creed 3. That comes out in March. Nobody knows this. This is crazy. Um, I, once again, not a big role at all. My role is literally called the pretty LA girl. (laughs) Um, So that comes out in March. I got to work on set with Michael B. Jordan directing this movie. Wow. Don't know how I survived that. Yes. So I got to do that. And then also there's a new show on Bounce TV directed by produced by Cedric the Entertainer. Okay. Um it's starring B. Simone, which is another super funny girl on Instagram. Yes, she is. She's the star of the show. So I got to work with her. I'm gonna so the show premieres Saturday, this Saturday on Bounce TV. Okay. I'm in the season finale. Um, it's like ten episodes, so I won't be on to the very last episode, but it's my first big speaking role. So um Wow. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, you have some amazing things going on. Uh, BMF is a great show. Creed, I'm well for, I'm a big I'm I'm from Philly, as you can see. Okay. <laughs> so Creed is a big part of like the Rocky franchise is this it's Philly. Like mm-hmm. I, mean, I know that he's from LA, it's there, but the whole Rocky thing is Yeah. It's a Philly thing. So I'm a big fan of the Creed, you know, the whole Creed franchise and the Rocky franchise and What's the show on Bounce TV again? It's called Find. I'm sorry, I didn't even say the name. It's called okay. Finding Happy. Okay. Finding Happy. Um, B. Simone, um, Kim Coles. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a super funny show. And like I said, this is B. Simone. She's really excited about it because, as you know, she started on Instagram making funny videos, wow. and now she has a show produced by Cedric. So really exciting. And she said she watched my videos. B. Simone. That's crazy. Yes, yeah. we were sitting there because we have a scene together. Okay. We were talking. She's like, why do you look familiar? And I was like, because she liked my videos. I was like, you liked one of my videos. And I showed her which one. She was like, yes, that's yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, it was, well, that was cool. Congratulations. B. Simone is funny. She 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 is really funny. Um, yes, she is. So, yeah, con- well, congratulations to you. I mean, this is, this is like, you know, um, it's a it's a lifetime of work. You know, yes. and you spoke about how your parents really nurtured that. And, um, you know, that's, that's amazing. And it's showing the hard work is paying off. You've seen yes. some dark times, but yes. you step, you kept going through it. So, you know, congratulations to you and, uh, you know, Thank just you. keep going, just, just keep going. Yeah, I, and... this is, listen, I feel like this is just the beginning, honestly, yes. the very, very, very beginning for me. That's so good. I will be back on your podcast. Thank you. I was just going to say that you are now a friend of the show. I appreciate, I really appreciate you coming on and I, I'm, you know, I'm honored, you know, um, to have this time to speak with you and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you took this time out. And, you know, this, this is another interview that goes in a time capsule. And then when you're like lead role in some big major movie, you know, Marvel, oh, me and Michael B. Jordan are getting married. There you go. That, or that too, that too, you know, you say, Hey, I got this great, this he could speak really well. You know, you can come talk at the wet something. I don't care. It don't matter. <laughs> um, uh, so, so I do, have, you know, congratulations you. to you and, and I, I look Thank forward you. to seeing more, but I do have one more funny question for you. So you got a chance to meet Michael B. Jordan. Everyone wants to know, we we need to you know what was that ex- we we know how you feel about him. There's like six videos 
referencing him <laughs> that you've made. What was that experience so, like for you? So, um, so what's funny is I actually met him and did this movie. I just had wasn't speaking about it, but I actually had did the movie before I even made those last couple of videos. Okay. Um, but either way, so at first I was nervous, just like really, um, even let him see me because I was just nervous. But um, I just let him know that I was a fan and that I loved him. Um, <laughs> he was very sweet. He actually pulled me, um, him and one of the other directors pulled me from, I was in the back in one scene. They pulled me to the front. I was like, okay. Um, but he was in work mode. So in right. that moment, I didn't really, he was, he was very, that's one thing about him. He's a great actor, but he's an even better director. Okay. He's very hands-on with this Creed movie. Um, so I was trying to remain professional um, while we were filming just because he'd been there. We've been there long hours. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to keep it professional. But right. all I'm going to say is um, he knows that I love him <laughs> and he liked some of my pictures. Nice. So, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's my that's also going on my resume. Well, so. well, congratulations on your wedding. I know it's coming soon. <laughs> Miss, so next time you interview me, I'll be Tiffany Jordan. You'll be Tiffany yes. Jordan. I'll be like, Mrs. Jordan, how are you? Good to see you. All right. I'm great. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. I mean, we all know. I mean, I know all the ladies love him. Okay. We know yes. that. Okay. I mean, yeah, look, great looking guy, great looking brother, but he's a great actor. And, and I mean, you get this, you got the CAL, another side of him as a director, which we don't get to see on this side. So that's, that's great to hear. I mean, I mean, I yes. remember when he did Fruitville Station, um, mm -hmm. other, I mean, that was another great movie that, you know, maybe some people maybe haven't even seen that and know that that was based on a true story. And, right. you know, he played that part, you know, very well. Um, so he's been around doing a lot of stuff for a long time, you know. Um, yes. So, you know, that's great for you to have those connections and to, you know, to be able to be in the same room with those people and just to learn. If nothing else, even if the wedding doesn't happen, if nothing else, <laughs> you get to learn so many amazing things and tricks to the trade yes. and just the behind the scenes stuff. So congratulations yes. to you for that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a blessing. Like I said, just just getting I'm just getting myself in rooms. There's nothing too small for me right now. Right. I've had people been like, "Oh, I was going to ask you if you wanted to work on this project, but it's only a small." I'm like, "There's nothing too small for me." Right. You know, this is when I, this is humbling for me. Um, I want to get my face in every room possible because yes. it's all about who you know. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you once again. Now, here's the time for you to tell people how they can follow you, support you. It's on, okay. it's on you. So um, you can follow me at I am Tiffany Latrice on Instagram and also my TikTok. Um, I have a little bit more. I have a bigger following on TikTok. I have like um, like 31,000 followers on TikTok. And my TikTok is Tiff, T-I-F-F, Talk, T-O-K. 228 tiff talk 228 um i post basically the same stuff i go live on tiktok a lot um but don't be scared to shoot me a message say hi you know i like to be addressed as mrs jordan um <laughs> so yeah i'll keep that yeah. in mind <laughs> yes and watch finding happy it's going to be a great show so i suggest you watch the whole show but i'm on the season finale at least make sure you watch that episode nice 
Well, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Life Unplugged Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Life Unplugged underscore podcast and on Twitter at Life Unplugged underscore one. And of course, head over to YouTube. Make sure you follow me over there. Tiffany, I'm very honored that you came and spent this time with me. Thank you. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you.